0: Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has chosen you to be in a house from the houses of Allah. في بيت من بيوت الله. And this is pure istifa', which tibat min Allah. This is a pure choosing from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله. And it's not from anything that we do, and it's not from our power, it's not from our Yani legacy, our lineage. Our intelligence, our Iman, that has made us gather in a gathering like this. Rather, it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala choosing us to be in here. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have chosen us to be anywhere. Allahu Musta'an. We may have friends, we may have family members, we may know people who are in places right now that they shouldn't be. And we could be in that place if it wasn't for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala choosing us to be in a place that He loves. As the Prophet said There is not a people who gather in a house from the houses of Allah the masajid, the mosques, the jawami' إِلَّا نَزَلَتْ عَلَيْهِمُ السَّكِينَةِ Except that tranquility and serenity descends down upon them and the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala His mercy encompasses them الملائكة. الملائكة Those who are the closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Those who do not have any sins Those who Do as they are ordered Unlike us The malaika encompass those وَذَكَرَهُمُ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ فِي مَنْ عِنْدَهِ And not only that, on top of all of this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions these people that are, in, that are in the house, in the houses of Allah with those that are with him, الْأَعْلَىٰ which is الملَائِكَة يعني, how, many want, how, how many of us may have يعني, uh, people who we look up to if they mention us in a majlis, يعني, it feels good لكن Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning every last one of us and every person gathering in a house from the houses of Allah with those who are closest to him subhanahu wa ta'ala and with that the people of Jannah when they enter Jannah they don't say that we did it because of us or our actions we got into Jannah because of our standing in Qiyam because of our Siyam because of our Amr Bil Ma'roof wa Nahya Al Munkar rather they say Alhamdulillah. All praise belongs to the one who has guided us to this. Alhamdulillah, ma kunna linahatia laula and hadanullah. And we would not have been guided. They're already in Jannah subhanAllah. They're already in Jannah and they're praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guiding them to Jannah. If it wasn't for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guiding us to this, we ha- we would have been misguided. So if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed us to rectify ourselves in our own affairs, not only should we rectify ourselves and keep going, rather we shouldn't leave anyone behind. Don't leave your friends behind. Most importantly, don't leave your family behind. Start with those that are closest to you and then those that go on that line. So if you grow out of something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has saved you from, for example, or you have never done certain things That maybe a group of friends do Don't forget them When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed you To rectify yourself <laughs> The one who guides to good Is like the one who does it And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala writes for you Every single good deed that that person does If they're guided upon your hand As the Prophet sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Told Ali radiyallahu anhu He said if, a man were to, if you were to guide a man a man were to be guided by your hand, it is better for you than humr <laughs> naam Red camels Red camels during that time is Lambos and Ferraris and Rolls Royce and all that That's what red camels were during that time So that is the beauty of not forgetting and leaving no man behind as they say, literally And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has gathered us and guided us and allowed us to rectify our affairs and allowed us And allowed the people to be guided upon our hands Where they may be small As the Prophet ﷺ used to say Do not think that any good thing you do No matter how small you think it is Because on that day On Yawm al When we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Every last one of us is going to be يعني, Trying to scratch out The small little good things that we have done As the Prophet ﷺ said Do not look at anything you do a small or minor as the Prophet ﷺ used to say Save yourselves from the hellfire Even if it's given your brother Sadaqah half of, half of a date Half of a date, subhanAllah And if you can't do that Then meet your brother with a smiling face For surely that's sadaqa. Because on that day On that day No wealth Or family Or lineage or kingdom or dynasty is going to help any one of us rather whoever comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a clean heart Yaani stays away from desires and has a heart that is clean from doubts shubuhat and how can we stay away from shubuhat and shahawat by ilm learning because al ilm is what makes your heart deflects the doubts that come to it and al ilm is what makes you think twice when you want to do that bad deed. Think twice when you may be alone. Nobody's in the house. Nobody sees you. As the Sha'ar used to say, as the poet used to say, If you are alone the entire time, your entire life, do not say I am alone. Rather say, one who is watching me is an ever watcher. Allah subhanahu wa taala is a raqib. And I know everyone's heard Ramadan reminders, Qadr, so on and so forth. And we hear it all the time. We hear it every year, and I'm sure you guys heard it every every single Saturday and and, and all the majalis uh, uh, and so on. And it may get tired, but remember that this night, or yesterday night, or a night before that. Or tomorrow night, or the one after that, Al Muhim, the last ten nights, we have one night that is better than a thousand nights, one that is better than a thousand months. Over eighty-three years of living. And as the Prophet ﷺ said, the first thing we are going to be asked about on Yom al Qiyamah is our prayer. And if the wajibat, if the thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made wajib upon us compulsory, obliged upon us, obligatory upon us, which is Al-Fajr, al-dhuhr al asr Al-Maghrib al The Prophet ﷺ said If that is good, then the rest of the Hisab, the rest of the reckoning is good He said if the fara'id If these five prayers If something is missing in it Then Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala tells the angels Go look at My slaves Go look at my servants Superrogatory prayers that he prayed The tahiyyat al-masjid When you come in the masjid and you pray those two ركعتين. The couple before Dhuhr and after Dhuhr, after Maghrib, after isha the witr prayer, the Qiyam al-Layl. And then that fills in for what we have fallen short on from the obligatory prayers. Now, what better supererogatory prayers than, than, than to have prayers in Layatul Qadr? Prayers that is worth more than a 1,000 months. There was a man from Bani Israel who used to fight during the day, jihad for the sake of Allah. And at night time he used to stand in prayer. And he used to fast while he was in jihad. musta'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down Laylatul Qadr khairun min alifi shahar. And that man used to do that for a thousand months. and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it easy for this ummah and has given us a night better than. 1000 months the last 10 nights in every single Ramadan until yawmul qiyamah this is the beauty of being from the ummah of sayyid al-khalq our prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi al the one who is going to intercede and given permission to intercede while all the anbiya are going to say Nafsi, nafsi, my soul, my soul. For surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so angry today that he has never been this angry before. And he is so angry today that he will never be this angry afterwards. And the Prophet will say, Ana laha, I am for the Shafa'a, I am for the intercession. And he is going to Wasallam until he's given permission to intercede on behalf of his Ummah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I know, it gets tiring. The last ten days, everyone is sleepy, so on and so forth. Remember what Ibn Josee, rahimahullah taala, used to say. He, rahimahullah, used to say, "Inna al Khail, ida tasharfat, or ida sharfat, nihaya al midmar, bethlet qusara johudha li tafuza sibaq." He, rahimahullah, used to say, "The racehorse, when it's racing." Everyone knows a racehorse looks like. And he's strong, mashallah. There they're going. When it's racing and it sees the finish line, he says, When it sees the finish line, it doesn't slow down. Rather, it goes harder. So they it can win. So it can win the race. Then he says. He said, then do not let the horse outsmart you and be more clever than you. Because the last ten nights of Ramadan, يعني, we're usually tired, right? Like in the finish line is right there. 29 days or 30 days, that's it. We're already in the 25th night. Do not let the horse outsmart you and be more clever than you. Because when it sees the finish line, it goes faster, it goes harder. It doesn't slow down. Then he says, فَإِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالِ for surely all actions are judged by how you finish them, not how you start them. And also to remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends on the last third of the night subhanahu wa Taala in a manner that befits his majesty. And he says, is there anyone calling upon me so that I can answer his dua? Is there anyone seeking my forgiveness so that I can forgive him? Is there anyone seeking my rahmah, calling upon me so that I can accept and I can send down my rahmah. So to remember that, inshaAllah ta'ala. We'll get started, inshaAllah ta'ayat. Innaladien a kalu Rabbun Allah. Those who say that our Lord is Allah. This right here is Kalima tultawheed. This right here is kalimat la ilaha illallah Muhammad rasulullah. Because anytime we stop and we say La ilaha illallah, we automatically mean Wa Muhammad Rasulullah, of course. Because there is no Islam without testifying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one. And without testifying that, that Prophet is last and final messengers. This is what? Aladina Qalu rabbuna Allah. Those who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in his lordship, in his rububiyah. Believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the sustainer, is the provider, is the one who gives, is the one who takes, is the one who allows, is the one who provides for you, is the one who gives death and takes life. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to believe and to call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone With no one with him And to believe in the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala belongs The beautiful names So call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with his different names You are seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rahma Say ya Rahim, Ighfirli. You are seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's maghfira His forgiveness Ya ghaffar forgive me you are seeking rizq from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, provision, money, wealth. Ya razzaq, uruzuqni. Provide for me, ya razzaq. You are seeking a cure from a sickness. Ya shafi, ishfini. O shafi, oh shafi, O the one who cures, cure me. For surely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala belong all, belongs all names that we can call upon. For everything that happens to us in our daily lives it happens to all of mankind from sicknesses from poverty from wealth from any seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's uprightness whatever whatever it may be there is a name that we can call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is befitting for that time period and to also remember that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam told us in these last nights to say famous dua everyone knows that allahumma yani if you're making dua for yourself, as he taught Aisha The importance between or the difference between The one being pardoning and just forgiveness. Some of the ulama say that there's a difference between these two. Who can? Somebody say something. No. Want to answer? Love no problem. I want to make it as. Interactive as possible insha'Allah so nobody gets bored from just hearing me speak So insha'Allah Al-afu is pardoning Al-maghfirah is forgiveness Some of the ulema say that the Prophet wasallam taught Aisha Allah, anha, To say Allahumma innaka afoon oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala You are al-afu You are the all-pardoning And you love to pardon so pardon me And he didn't say Allahumma innaka afaf Allahumma innaka al-Rahim. Allahumma innaka Malik al-mulk Allahumma innaka al razzaq None of these names Rather the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa chose Al-afuq Because al-maghfira Is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And every last one of us Is going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he's going to ask us As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said Ma minkum illa sayukallimuhu allahu Illa sayukallimuhu rabbuhu subhanahu wa ta'ala Laysa baynahu wa baynah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Turjuman wa lahijab Every last one of us is going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to speak to every last one of us. There is not going to be an interpreter or a hijab, a partition between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-maghfirah is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, oh my slave, remember you did this on this on, on this time and date? And the slave is going to say, yes my lord, yes my lord, I did it. Remember you did this, at this time and date, yes, my lord, yes, I did it. He, ha- he has no choice. Of course, I say yes. Because if anyone of us could say no, no, we say no. Like, there's no choice. Nothing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then is going to say, lak. I have forgiven you for it. Lakin there's still a form of rebuke. As opposed to pardoning, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not remind you of anything that you did, rather Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just oversees it and overlooks it. That's why it's, Allahumma afwa anna. That is the secret between afu wa al-maghfirah. It's like your parents. Remember, you know, you might have done something bad in the house, broke something, threw a baseball, threw something. Your dad or, mother or somebody older rebukes you and tells you, did, did you do this? Yes, I did. It. Okay, Allah go. That's okay. Ya you thought you yeah, يع, يع, you were in trouble. Possibly. But then they let you go. Like in that adrenaline and that feeling. Like in at the end, they forgave you. That's al maghfirah wa dalillahil masil'ala. And to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala belongs the best of similitudes. For surely Shaykh wa huwa samiul basir Nothing is like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he is the all-hear, the all-seer. This is in Ladina Padu Rabbun Allah Fum Mustahamu. It's kalimatul. Then they stayed upright. Some ulama say, "Uprightness here is doing what Allah subhanahu wa taala orders us to do, and staying away from what Allah subhanahu wa taala has prohibited us from embarking upon." Other ulama say, "It's deeper than that. Rather, thumma staqamu is al-Islam." Is Insha'Allah we will get to the end of the ayat Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Nuzulan min Rahim." And why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose Ghafurin and Rahim To end off these ayat To show that it's not only those who do good And if they fall short they repent Because we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen some of the Muslims to be in the hellfire Due to the sins that they did not repent from in at the end they will be taken out And it is a form of taqheer for them May Allah save us off the hellfire It is a form of cleansing for them And they will be taken out And they will be thrown in the river of life And they will come out as if nothing happened to them And they will be entered into Jannah That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That's why some of the ulama say Thumma then, then they stayed upright They stayed at the very least upon kalimat al-Tawheed La ilayillah Muhammad Rasulullah and the importance of kalimat tawheed, subhanAllah, just in general. The five pillars of Islam is the shahada, is the five prayers, is the zakah, is the siyam of Ramadan, and is the hajj. The shahada, the belief in la ilahi muhammad rasulullah can we have this once a day? Or we have to have it every single moment in our lives? Every single moment. That's why it comes first. Salawatul al al-khams. How many times do we pray? Five. That's why it comes twice. Second. Zakah, how many times do we have to give it? If we're from those people who are eligible to give zakah. Once a year. Also, Ramadan is once a year. Like in Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala or the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam chose to refer to zakah before Ramadan. Because zakah is not only a haq, a right between you and your Lord, Rather, it's a right between you and the masakeen and the fuqara. It's a right between you and those who are from the eight types of people who not deserve, rather have a right. It is their right and that part is not your money anymore. That two and a half percent of what you have in the bank and it goes a year, yani calendar, that is no longer your money according to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent down. It's not our money anymore. Rather, it's for the eight types of people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in Surah Tawbah. And from them is Al wal Al wal Ramadan is mentioned fourth in the hadith. And the Prophet related to us in the Hadith Qudsi where Allah wa ta'ala says that Adam every action of Bani Adam of us, the children of Adam, is for him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala counts the good deeds The one good deed we do Counts it 10 times Up to 700 times Up to much more And counts the single sin as one Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Except fasting Because it is for me Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking It is for me And I shall reward and recompense the one who fasts for me Why? Because any one of us can go in the fridge and drink something without anyone knowing. Any one of us can take a bite of a sandwich in our own time without anyone knowing. Fasting is something that is between you and your Lord. A person can, prayers, five prayers, isha. Can, can, can I hide my prayer while I'm praying? No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. Zakat, you can't hide it either because it goes to the people. Shahadat la ilaha Allah. You can't hide it either because you need a testimony once you get it into Islam, people witnessing that you are a Muslim. Like in fasting, hajj either. Once in a lifetime, that's why it's mentioned fifth, you can't hide that you're in ihram. You can't hide when you're throwing the rocks. You can't hide when you're making tawaf and making sa'ah. You can't hide any of that. Like in fasting, fasting, you can hide that you're really not fasting. Allah al That's the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, except for a psalm except for fasting for surely it belongs to me and I shall recompense and reward for it those who say that our Lord is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then they stay upright and steadfast the malaika come down upon them and they descend the malaika are with us in this life that we live the malaika are with us when we pass away that time of death because the angel of death is the one that comes and takes the souls. The malaika are with us in the qabr, are with us in our graves. And the malaika are with us in the The malaika are with us when we are raised up again for Yom Al-Qiyamah. The malaika, alayhium salatu was salam, they are with Bani Adam in this life, every last one of us. How? They ordered us with good, and they forbid us from doing evil. That voice you hear, يعني, when you do something bad, that's your malik. And that voice you hear, ya'ani, that pushes you to do something bad. That voice you hear that rebukes you for doing something bad. That's your angel. And that voice you hear that may push you to do something uh, bad. That's your shaitan. As the Prophet said, that Allah subhanahu wa taala made his shaitan accept Islam. So his angel and his shaitan orders him with good. So in for us, we don't have that. We have one order with good and one still ordering us with bad. Allah musta'an. In the morning time, they say, asbaha ibn Adam, ibtadharahu al In the morning time, when ibn Adam wakes up, the angel and the shaitan come racing towards him. فَإِذَا ذَكَرَ اللَّهَ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ طُرِدَ الشَّيْطَانِ When we wake up, if we mention Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Shaitan is kicked out and runs away. Okay, when we forget to mention Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the shaytan يتوَلَّاهُ الشَّيْطَانِ The Shaitan is the one who becomes our ally until we remember to mention Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's one of the, that's one of the ways that the mula'ika are with us in this dunya, in this hayat of dunya, when we are alive. We have, as we know, the angel on the right and the angel on the left. The angel on the right is the one that writes down the good deeds, and the angel on the left is the one that writes down the bad deeds. I remember when I was like five years old, first time I heard about this. I'm, 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 sure, I'm sure everyone did, did, did the same thing. I go to the bathroom thinking I can wash him off. <laughs> Don't write down anything bad. Like in this is an angel and this is an angel. And from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that when we, good, when we do a good deed, bikitabatiha. The angel on the right, he's so quick to write it down, the good deeds. And the angel on the left, when we do a bad deed, as soon as he's about to write it down, the one on the right says, مهلا لعله يتوب. Slow down. He might... Repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So some ulema say we have a a a few hours when we do a bad deed. Before the angel on the left writes it down in our records. This is from the pure mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And subhanallah, when we look at it, does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want for his slaves the hellfire? Does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want to punish any of his slaves? Does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really want the hellfire for any one of us? La wallahi. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala, as the Prophet, as Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala says, first of all, in His Kitab, كَتَبَ رُبُّكُمْ عَلَى نَفْسِهِ الرَّحْمَةِ Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala wrote for Himself, rahmah, Mercy. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam explained this ayah, and he said, in the Hadith Qudsi, where he's relating upon his Lord, إِنَّ rahmati سَبَقَتْ غَضَبِي Surely indeed, my rahma, my mercy, precedes my anger. And look at al Nawiyah. Everyone knows the book, right? Everyone's slang, inshaAllah. 40 Nawawi. the 40 hadith where Imam al rahimahullah, wrote down 43 hadith, in general hadith that encompass the principles of Islam. Hadith number 36 or 37. And Imam al rahimahullah, he doesn't comment on any of these hadith. He's just putting it down. in rarely he comments on a hadith. He may comment and say, this is what this word means, and this is what that word means. Yes, na'am. But can you actually comment on this hadith, hadith number 37, where the Prophet ﷺ said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wrote the hasanat, the good deeds and, and the bad deeds. For every hasanat, for every good deed, it is as if you have done 10. It is written for you as if you have done 10. Up to 700, up to m- much more. كَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَ تَعَالَىٰ عِنْدَهُ عَفْوَانَ And when the slave does a bad deed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala writes one. So when Imam Nawr comes at the end of the ahadith, he says, look. He says, تَأَمَّلْ وَفَقْنِي اللَّهُ وَإِيَّاتِ He says, ponder over this. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give me a new tawfiq. Look at where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Whoever leaves off a bad deed for the sake of Allah is about to do a bad deed, like and he leaves it off for the sake of Allah." كتبه الله سبحانه ta'ala كاملة عنده. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala writes it as a as a complete. He didn't say just one. He said as a complete good deed. If you're about to do a bad deed and you leave it off, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala writes that for us as a complete good deed عنده with him. He says, look at the inayah, look at the care that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has. When he mentions the good deeds and he mentions the bad deeds that are about to happen, like in they're left off for the sake of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala writes it as a complete, not just as one, rather he uses kamila, complete. And he says, with him, with Allah. So he comments on this, he says, look at the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How he subhanahu wa ta'ala makes sure to emphasize the good deeds like when he spoke about the bad deed he said yani, that's it as one one bad deed subhanallah the malaika alayhum salatu wassalam they are with us when we when we are awake they are with us when we go to sleep they are with us when we have dreams they are with us when we wake up as we know there are many adhkar to say when we wake up before we sleep and so on and so forth the malaika alayhimus salatu يُقَاتِلُونَ عَنِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَمَعَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ The angels are with the believers even in battle, as we know in the battle of Badr. That the Malaika, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِذْ يُحِي رَبُّكَ إِلَى الْمَلَاءِ الْمَلَائِكَةِ أَنِّي مَعَكُمْ أَنِّي مَعَكُمْ فَثَبِّتُوا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sat down to the Malaika and he told them, I am with you, O Malaika, so keep my slaves upright. Keep my slaves steadfast So the Malaika are here with us and for us To make us steadfast To give us tasbeet To give us this encouragement to keep going The Prophet ﷺ said The Shaitan He has something That he does to Ibn Adam a Lama poking or a yaani inshaAllah it will be explained at the end of the hadith. And the Malik, the angel, also has this type of lemma. Then the Prophet وسلم, says, as for the lemma of the shaytan what is this lemma? He sallallahu wa bil says he says he promises us bad and evil and he makes us reject the truth. As Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala says, The shaytan, when we want to give sadaqa, he makes us fear poverty. Don't do it. So this is the shaytan's lemma. As opposed to the lemma of al-malak, فَإِعَادٌ بِالْخَيْرِ وَتَصْدِيقٌ بِالْحَقِّ He gives us promises to accept the truth and to be upon the truth and to follow the truth and to, and to stay steadfast upon the truth. Al-Malak helps us upon being truthful even upon our tongues. As the Prophet ﷺ said about Umar al-Khattab anhu, he used to say inna ala lisan-yumar. for surely t- tranquility and serenity speaks upon the tongue of Umar meaning that his angel is the one helping him speak the khayr. As some of the Sahaba used to say, when they used to hear يعني, a kalima tayyiba, good speech, they used to say, ma alqa ala lisanika tayyiba illa For surely, the malak, the angel, is the one that pretty much spoke on your behalf and is the one that put this kalima tayyiba upon your tongue. And anytime they would hear anything bad, they would say the opposite. They would say, no one made you say this Except the shaytan As we know He is the one that whispers much And he is the one who runs away When we say He is the one who Makes the khayr look like sharr The good look like evil And he is the one who makes the sharr look like khayr The evil look like good the Malaika, they do the opposite. The malaika are with every single one of us in our life at the time of death when we need it most and when we were raised on Yom Al Qiyamah. Still, al-malaika are with us in this life. How? The Prophet ﷺ was sitting with a man. Another man came to that man and started cursing that man, not the Prophet. ﷺ. So, Muslim man cursing another Muslim man in front of the Prophet. Ajib, right? You would think the Prophet ﷺ would say something and he didn't say anything. And of course, he didn't say anything for a reason, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Prophet does not speak from desire, rather, it is only revelation that is revealed to him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, him not ordering the good and forbidding the evil, of course, cursing at somebody is an evil. means like he stayed quiet. The man kept cursing him and cursing him and cursing him and in the presence of the Prophet. Then, that man who was being cursed at finally يعني, spoke up and cursed back at that man. فقام The Prophet got up and left. So the man was shocked. So he went after the Prophet and he asked him Ya Rasulullah, الله لما Why did you get up, O oh, Messenger of Allah? He said فإن الملك كان ينافح For surely your angel was defending you he said the malik was the one defending you that's why i didn't say anything your malik your angel was defending you against the man who was cursing you that's why i didn't say anything then when you cursed him the angel left and the shaytan came and he said as opposed for me i'm the prophet of allah <laughs> and i cannot stay where the shayateen stay so he left the, angel, subhanallah. the angels are with us the first thing that we are ordered as Allah wa ta'ala says in Surah Al Baqarah, ذلك الكتاب لا فيه Next ayah. The people who believe in what? The unseen. That's the main difference between us Muslims and everyone else. We believe in Akhirah. We believe in, in a Rabbin Ghafoor, a Lord that is oft forgiven. We believe in the message of the Prophet. We believe that we are going to be raised up on Yom Al Qiyamah and asked about the things that we have done. If it's good, it's good, and if it's bad, it's bad. The malaika are also with us. When a man, Muslim man or woman, make dua for their Muslim brothers and sisters, the malik says, Walaka bimithli. So when you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Oh Allah, forgive Fulan ibn Fulan, Fulana, the angel says, And may Allah give you the same. So when you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To give your brother beneficial knowledge The malak that was with you He says and may Allah give you the same thing That you made dua for your brother and sister As we said The one who guides the good Is like the one who does it And subhanallah When we make dua When we make dua Behind our brother and sisters Backs for them Not anything bad but for them, not against them. The Malaika say, Amin wa iya. The Malaika say, May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you the same thing. And what's ajeeb is that we, we notice that when we see a ya'ani, someone who, who we may think ya'ani, is upright, is righteous, and so on, make dua for me, right? Everyone, everyone's heard that, right? Someone, someone will go up to someone else and say, Hey, Yani make, make a dua for me, so on. Or, or a Sheikh, or or one they view is very upright yani da'awatukum etc etc this is جائز n'am 100% permissible lekin subhanallah what's what's better du'a of bani adam of the children of adam and the, the one that the prophet ﷺ says kullu adam all of the children of adam sin much the one who sins much the one who falls short of the rights of his Lord. The one who falls short with the rights of his brothers and sisters. The one who falls short with the rights of his kids and his parents. The one who falls short with the rights of his community. Would we rather have that? Or rather have the angels who are al Rabin, the ones closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make dua for us? Of course, everyone picked the latter. So that's why it's important. To make dua for your brothers and your sisters When they do not know you're making dua for them So the malaika can say May Allah give you the same thing That you asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give your brothers and your sisters Because this shows And this takes out The hasad out of the hearts The envy out of the hearts And the hiqd The treachery And the not wanting good for our Muslim brothers and sisters Brothers may be memorizing the Quran And then some hasad might come between them. Brothers may be learning ilm. Then hasad might come between them. This is more so important for the younger brothers and sisters and the older ones. Usually when people seek ilm and so on and so forth at an, at an older age, they're, they're, they're يعani, past this. At the, at the end of the day, no one is safe from it. Like in the younger generations, all of us who are younger, we are more susceptible to this, to hasad and al and, and so on and so forth for our brothers and our sisters when we are doing certain things like memorizing the Quran and so on and so forth and learning, remember to make dua for your brothers and your sisters who are memorizing with you for Alhamdulillah they might finish the Quran before you no problem, who are we erasing at the end of the day? who are we erasing? are we racing ourselves or erasing everyone else? are we erasing so that we on Yom Al-Qiyamah can be from those who are Ahl quran not for us to have a title. As the ulama say, True knowledge is something that benefits you, not something that raises you in front of the eyes of the people. Imam Abu Umar al-Maqdisi, he used to say, فإن الناس يقولون إنما العلم ما في sadr. He says, "Surely the people say the real ilm is only what's in your heart, what you've memorized, as they say." And he used to say, Rahimallah, وأنا أقول إنما العلم ما qabr. Surely the real ilm is not what's in your chest, what, what you've memorized. The real ilm is what benefits you when you're in your grave alone Is your grave going to be filled with nur, light Or is it going to be filled with the opposite Due to hasad وَلَا 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 تناجسوا, As the Prophet ﷺ said Do not have hasad between each other Do not hate having your, your brother having good things and so on and so forth And if you do this You prove your sidq with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even more you prove your truthfulness with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even more. By making du'a for your brothers and sisters when they do not know you're making du'a for them. And you make du'a for them, as the Prophet sallallahu used to say, None of you attain true iman. True iman of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as messenger until you love for, for for your brother and your sisters in Islam what you love for yourself. You love being called hafid, inshallah, love for your brother and, and, and your sister being called hafid. You love for yani, this and so on and so forth Love for your brothers and sisters having, having the same thing And this by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Wallahi wa tallahi wa billahi Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open up doors for you That you couldn't have even imagined As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says On yawm al qiyamah That day is the, the truthful Their truth in this dunya Their truthness in this dunya Is going to help them on that day that's the whole point of it. That's the whole point of it. Al-ilm is not sought for in and of itself. What is ilm? Ilm is nothing. If ilm didn't get us to Jannah. ilm can also, the easiest way to get you in the Jannah is ilm. Learning something. Learn al Fatiha correctly. Teach your brothers and your sisters. Ilm is in memorization. Sahih al-Bukhari. Naam. That's our Ilm as well. لكن, that's not the only thing Ilm. Lakin also Ilm is an easy route to get us to the hellfire. As the Prophet Sallallahu said, أول من عليهم النار وفي رواية قارئ. The first people that the hellfire is going to be lit upon. And not the hellfire is already on. When you have firewood and you throw gas on it and then you throw a match, boom. Like, like that, it lights up. That's how the hellfire is going to be lit up. Not by Fir'aun and his people. Fir'aun. He used to say, I, I am your Lord, the Most High. The most arrogant person to walk this earth. Not Haman, his companion. Not his junood, his soldiers. Not Abu Jahad, not Abu Lahab. Not the people who bothered the Prophet ﷺ and tried to kill him and tried to exile him and so on and so forth. Rather, the first people that are thrown in the hellfire is a person who sought knowledge is a alim. In a riwayah, a qari, One who is a reciter of Quran. Why? The second is one who gives sadaqa. The third is what? Can you don't recall? One who fought for the na'ma shahid. ahsan. One who fought for the sake of Allah. Remember, everything is in parentheses. Sought knowledge for Allah. Learn the Quran for Allah. Gave sadaqah for Allah. So, fought in, in the battlefield and was killed for the sake of Allah. They're going to be asked you did this for me, you did this for me. The person is going to say Naam, fika ya Allah. Yes, I did it for you. It's going to be said to him kathabt. Can you imagine? You lied. This is in front of the whole khalaiq. This is in front of the whole creation from the beginning of Adam السلام, to the last person. The jinn in mankind. Allahumma kathabt, you have lied. فَإِنَّمَا طَلَبْتَ الْعِلْمِ ليقال عَنْكَ عَالِمٍ You only so that you can be called a alim. You only learn the Quran so you be called a reciter. ألا, look, look at this part. Ala sahbihi Mustaad. This part. Ala قِيلٌ For surely it was said you were an alim and you were a in the dunya. This is what's scary. Everyone see that? The man and the woman is not only said that you lied, you sought knowledge not for me, Allah subhanahu wa Taala speaking to them, but rather you sought knowledge for other than Allah. So you can be called Alim, a Shaykh, a Qari'. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, It was said in the dunya that you were an Alim and that you were a Qari'. Wallah al Musta'an. Everyone see that or no? It was, his dream was actualized in the dunya. Wallah al Musta'an. Lakin it was a lie in all reality until it was presented in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then that person was exposed. This is the importance of having ikhlas for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sincerity. Having ikhlas for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sincerity. And to not think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with something like gathering in this masjid where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have had us anywhere for surely. As the Prophet used to say, "Ya "Turner of the hearts, make my heart firm upon your religion." Then he used to say, For surely the hearts of the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa taala are between the two fingers of the fingers of Allah subhanahu wa taala and He turns them. How, howsoever he pleases Subhanahu wa ta'ala Always remember to have Sidq And to have sincerity Truthfulness And ikhlas With the things that you are doing For the sake of Allah As the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said Man ra'a ra'allahu bih O man samma' Samma'allahu bih Whoever seeks riya' Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala On Yom al-qiyamah Is going to call him out In front of everyone Whoever wants to be seen Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala On Yom al-qiyamah Is going to call him out In front of everyone and whoever wants to be heard, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to call them out in front of everyone. So remember to want khair for your brothers and your sisters. And remember to do things for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for his sake only. And remember to try to get rid of any type of jealousy, any type of uh, bad things that are in the heart for your brothers and your sisters. And if you want good for your brothers and sisters, the mala'ika say, وَلَكَ بِمِثْلِهِ And for you, is the same thing that you made dua for your brothers. And the more truthful you are, the more Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to make tahqiq, actualize what you ask for. And don't worry about what's going to happen. As Umar al-Khattab used to say, أنا لا أحمل الإجابة, بل أحمل الدعاء. al-Khattab used to say, I, I do not worry myself and concern myself with is Allah going to accept and when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept. Rather, I only concern myself with making the actual dua. Because when you make dua, You have been given now tawfiq And don't worry about the answer For sure the answer is going to come Either Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to give it to you now when you ask for it Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to give it to you later on The best time for you to get it Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to give it to you Because he knows there's some type of bad thing in it So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deflects it from you in this dunya Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala holds it for you Until he gives it to you in Yawm al-Qiyama So it's a win-win situation for the Muslim and the Mu'min As the Prophet used to say he he laughed. The Prophet ﷺ, they asked him, Ya Allah, What's making you laugh, O Messenger of Allah? He said, I'm astonished from the affair of the mu'min. All of his affairs are all good. All of his affairs are all good. If something good happens to him, he gets a promotion, he gets a job, he graduates, whatever the case may be. Memorizes Qur'an. He gets his ija'at, whatever it may be. For this dunya or the hereafter, as long as it's halal in this dunya. He praises, he thanks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is good for him. وَإِن أَصَابَتُهُ دَرَّا شَكَرُ وَكَانَ خَيْرًا لَهُ أو صَبَرُ وَكَانَ خَيْرًا لَهُ And if something bad happens to him, a trial, tribulation, death in the family, a sickness, whatever the case may be. He thanks Allah and or he is patient and that is better for him. So alhamdulillah we're rewarded for our patience when, when things happen to us. And we're rewarded when we get things we want and we thank Allah. ربكم, the آية, when your Lord proclaimed, and when your Lord proclaimed, if you thank him, he will increase you. Like and how do we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with our hearts first and foremost. Because our qulub, our hearts have actions, have a'mal. And then we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala اللisan, upon our tongues by keeping our tongues moist to the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the hardest part is thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with our jawarih, with our limbs, our actual actions. Because we may say something, but we may do the opposite. So actions are very important to be followed up on after the belief of the hearts and, and, and the actions of the tongue. The malaika, when the slaves, when, the, when Bani Adam, the children of Adam, sin, arsh, the ones who raise, who are holding the arsh of Ar Rahman, subhanahu wa ta'ala, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Ghafir, those who are holding up the arsh, the throne of Ar Rahman, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and these malaika, as the Prophet said, between his shoulder and his earlobe is about 700 years that's the distance between that's how big these malaika are the distance between their shoulder and their earlobe is 700 years allahu alam what these years are light years the years we know but we know it's a huge creation subhanallah and they're the ones that are raising Al Rahman, the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al Hawlahu, and those who are around it, making Tawaf around the arsh. What do they do? They are saying Alhamdulillah or they are praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, glorifying him by his hamd And what else do they do? Alhamdulillah. Okay, and they seek forgiveness for those who believe. And they seek forgiveness for those who believe. So the Mala'ika, even the ones that aren't directly with us, they're seeking forgiveness. They're seeking forgiveness for us every time we fall into a sin. Every time we fall into a sin. O oh, our Lord, Your Rahmah has encompassed everything. So forgive the people who have belief in You, who believe in You, and save them from the hellfire. The Prophet ﷺ said, whoever makes wudu and falls asleep upon tahara, upon having wudu, then an angel يعني, sleeps in his clothes. So the Malaika, an angel sleeps يعني, with us in our clothes when we fall asleep and we make wudu and we fall asleep يعني, in a state of tahara. The Malaika are with us in this sense. Some of the, and also what, what, what's important about this, is that the Prophet Sallallahu used to say And this is just regarding to يعني, Garlic and يعني, uh, onions but The Prophet used to say فَإِنَّ الْمَلَائِكَةَ تتأذى مِمَّا يتأذى مِنْهُ آدَمَ For sure the Ya'ni Things bother it The same things bother the Malā'ika That bother us And the Prophet used to say يعني, He disliked the people eating raw garlic and raw onions And coming to the masjid Because of the يعني, smell it gives and so on and this is just referring to garlic and onions That are halal to eat They're not haram So some of the Sahaba used to say مِمَّنْ لَمْ يُفَارِقُوكَ They used to say Have hayat, Have shyness In front of those that do not separate from you So when you think about doing a sin Remember that you have Malaika watching you for surely they are our guests If the if, if, if guests come to your house Are you going to honor them Or are you going to belittle them You're going to honor them That's the same thing with the Malaika They are our guests in this dunya Watching us as Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala says For surely upon you is حافظين, Those who are preserving you And preserving everything you do Kiraman katibin. Honorable, and they are ones who write everything you do. So the Sahaba used to say, have a little bit of shyness for your guests and for those that never separate you and leave you. This is what al malaika, how they are with us, and it's much more just in this dunya. Every last one of us, every moment, from the time we were born up until this time that we are together right now. And when we're going to need these malaika the most is during the time of death. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says That they will say "Allah Do not have fear Of what you're going to embark upon And do not have sorrow For that which you are leaving You're embarking upon Something great, death The time of death The malaika come to the mu'mineen And they tell them Do not be afraid Of what you're about to embark upon You're about to be put in a grave you're about to be يعني, put in a coffin You're about to be washed You're about to be carried You're about to be placed in your residence before you are raised on yawm al qiyamah and only, that, only and, يعني, that time only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows it Do not be afraid of what you're about to embark upon And do not be sad for that which you are leaving And subhanAllah what's ironic and what I always say is that when a baby boy and a baby girl is born all of us, we come into this world crying, right? The baby usually cries, right? Everybody's with me? Baby usually cries, Everybody agrees? Everyone's seen that at least on, on YouTube or something, and if we didn't see it ourselves... no, nah, alhamdulillah. Baby comes in crying. And everyone around it, the parents, are they crying or are they happy laughing? Happy laughing, huh? SubhanAllah. Why? Because the new life, newborn, born, mashallah. Lakin when the slave is buried, the baby... Yeah, prior to all that, the baby is crying. The baby is like, man, what is this? Everyone, everyone's laughing around me. The grown-ups are happy. And the baby is crying. Like in during the time of death, the family around that person who passes away. May Allah subhanahu wa taala forgive all of our Muslim brothers sisters, and all of our family members. I mean, usually people cry and are sad because they are now separated from someone that they love and they're about to bury that person. Like, what's ironic about it is the people around the mu'min are crying. Like, in that mu'min who has just passed away, when he is buried, he says, Rabbi, aqim is sa'a, aqim is sa'a. Oh, my lord, establish the hour, establish the hour. Right now, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Because this mu'min, this mu'min, knows that he is going to Jannah. So, the one who is deceased and is a mu'min, he is happy and he is the one laughing. While everyone around him or her is sad and crying. And that's what's ironic, is that the Mu'min comes in this world crying, like in the Mu'min leaves this world laughing while everyone around him or her is crying, not knowing where their final abode is, like in the Mu'min knows where he or she is going. The Malaika come to us during this, during this state because we're leaving off something that we've been used to. For 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years However Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allows every one of us to live You're used to this dunya And when you're used to something It's hard to let it go How many people may have يعne, That we know Whatever family members, friends Have a bad habit of smoking uh, cigarettes For example يعne, It's an addiction It's hard to let go of a habit Now imagine leaving the dunya in and of itself Where you've lived Where you came in crying Where you learned how to walk Where you learned how to talk where your teeth grew, where you had fevers, where your parents were taking you, where you were breastfed by your mother, where this, where that, you, you went to school, you graduated, you worked, you got married, you procreated, alhamdulillah, you have a fa- and then now you have to go. The person who is addicted to cigarettes can't leave it off. Now imagine a person يعني, living in this dunya in and of itself. It's not an easy thing. Like in the malaika come to the mu'min and they give him or her tabshir, glad tidings, and tasbeet Making them having istiqama. Having uprightness and steadfastness. steadfastness. As they made us steadfast, they made the mu'min steadfast in the dunya, they are there with them or her, with him or her, at the time of death. Because the time of death يعني, is a time where يعني, القلب, the time where the, the heart is squeezed. And everything that we have filled our hearts with Now comes to life Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah He mentions in some, uh, some stories that are Out of this world Where he says Rahimahullah He says whatever you have accustomed yourself with That is what is going to come out During the time of death He said I have seen people And I have heard stories from thiqat, From trustworthy people they said that the mu'min, he's told to say la ilaha. He says la and his soul leaves. Another one, he's told three or four times, and then he finally says it. Another one, he said, a man that was addicted to playing chess. Not only addicted to playing chess, he would let chess. He gave it precedence over going to do his wajibat, his five prayers. يعني and. Every last one of us I any mean, who played sports in high school and so on and so forth And imagine how many prayers we've left off during game time I, 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 what, what, we, we all have similar lives, brothers and sisters N- Don't think that anyone who comes to speak and who has the mic anywhere in the world The message Al-Nabawi, the Prophet ﷺ's Masjid Or Masjid Al-Haram Is closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than anyone who is sitting on the floor or on a chair No one, no one knows who is closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala no one knows Don't think that anyone who comes to speak Is some kind of angel No, that, that's, that's, that's not the case Every one of us Every children of Adam Every son and, and daughter of Adam Is one who sins much And the best of those who sin Are those who turn back to Allah much. One who goes back To Allah often You sin a thousand times, you go back a thousand and one يعني, you make sure that you go back more than you sin. He says that one who was was to chess, he was told to say La ilaha illallah. he said, checkmate. يعني, والله, it, it, it's a, it's يعني, when, when when you when you like think about يعني, it it's it's funny, like subhanAllah imagine that. One who was a tajir mahir, one who was very skilled in selling and trading and so on and so forth, especially the brothers Ya'ni who've been back home and so forth. Yani, yani it's not like Wellington Giant it's, it's 399 it's 399 no you, 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 you want to go buy a thobe he tells you 40 you say 20 you know and, and, and then you bargain right so one was nice at it he, 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 was, he was he was he was a nice merchant لكن he let his tijara override he let his dunya override the, the, the obligatory things that he needed to do so he was told on his deathbed he said this is for 5 and this is for 10 10 dirhams, 10, whatever the case may be. It's very scary. It's very scary. The story in of itself, it may be funny, but like it it's very scary. Because on that day, the time of death, every last one of our hearts are squeezed. And what we have accustomed ourselves to throughout our lives, and what we fill our hearts up with is going to come out on that day. Allah musta'ama. Allah make that day easy for us as the Prophet Sallallahu says, The hayat Dunya is a prison for the mu'min and is a jannah for the kafir. Because the mu'min goes to everlasting bliss and the kafir goes to the opposite. And the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ where he used to say rajul الرَّجُل بِعَمَلِ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ حَتَّى يَكُونَ بَيْنَهُ وَبَيْنَهَا ذِرَاعٍ The mu'min or the mu'mina will do the actions of the people of Jannah until it is between them a arm length وَيَسْبِقْ عَلَيْهِ الْكِتَابِ لكن what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordained for him or her is going to happen and they're going to do the, the actions of the people of the hellfire at the last moments of their life then they're going, they going to be enter Jahannam, the hellfire and a person may do the actions of the people of the hellfire until the last moments of their lives And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pre-decree Is going to take over And they're going to start doing the actions of the people of Jannah And they're going to enter Jannah Some ulama or some, yani, some of us may ask why He or she did the actions of, of people of Jannah the whole time And then forsaken At the last moments And he or she did the actions of people of the hellfire the whole time And then he or she was given tawfiq Guidance by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And help and aid and assistance to do The actions of the people of, of Jannah Saeed ibn Jubayr, famous tabi'i, who's a student of ibn Abbas, radhu he used to say, يَدْخُلُ الرَّجُلُ الْجَنَّةِ بسيئة وَيَدْخُلُ الرجل النار بحسنة. A person will enter Jannah by doing a bad deed, and a person will enter the hellfire by doing a good deed. How does that work? A person will enter the hellfire by doing a good deed, and a person will enter Jannah by doing a bad deed. The one who enters Jahannam, the hellfire, by doing a good deed is the one who did the good deed The one who did the good deed is one who felt like he did it. I did it. Allah didn't guide me to it. One who did a good deed and did good deeds and he became arrogant towards the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So with that hasana, that really wasn't for the sake of Allah So that hasana, that good deed Was really a bad deed, covered in Good, so he was thrown in the hellfire for that And the one who did the sayya, the sin He feared For this sin, he didn't just do it He did it and he felt bad after And even though he might have made till before it, asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness And pardoning He still Feared that one day the Sayyah is going to come back and haunt him as Ibn Mas'ud رضي الله عنه used to say إِنَّ الْمُؤْمِنِ يَرَى ذُنُوبَهُ كَالْجِبَالِ تَكَادُ أَن تَسْقُطْ عَلَيْهِ The mu'min, the believer sees his sins as if it is mountains over his head. يعني, these mountains are going to fall upon him at any moment. That's the mu'min on whose sins he fears even though he turns back to Allah. He still fears. وَالْمُنَافِقِ وَالْفَاجِرِ And the hypocrite and the one who يعني, is wicked The one who is the opposite of the Mu'min sees his sins as if it is a fly that lands on your nose, on his nose. And does this, and then the fly flies away. That's the difference between the Mu'min and the Fajr. The one who believes and the one who is wicked. Never feel like any good deed that you did. Or if you're given tawfiq by Allah subhanahu wa taala to do good deeds Never have boastfulness And show it off And think that you're better than anyone And if you fall into any sin Seek forgiveness in Allah subhanahu wa taala and repent to him That can always have fear For that sin to come back and haunt you For surely just by this nadam Just by this fear, just by this khashya Just by this khawf of you having this fear Allah subhanahu wa taala can enter you into Jannah Some, Something so small And Allah subhanahu wa taala says at the end Nuzulan min Rahim. Glad tidings and a reward. Min Ghafurin Rahim. From the oft-forgiving, the most merciful. So we said in the beginning, Rabbun Allah. The people who say our Lord is Allah, then they stay upright. And we said some ulama say this is staying upright is staying upon Kalimat Tawheed in general. This is the Shahid. This is the proof of why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. نُزُلًا min ghafurin rahim. A reward from the oft-forgiving, the most merciful. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if people stay upright all the time, what is there to forgive? What is there to have mercy upon? There's nothing. So this shows us that the people who have istiqama, uprightness and steadfastness, are those people who not only do good and stay away from evil, but rather make a are really, really pay attention and put importance upon Kalimat Tawheed, La ilaha Because with that, that will lead you to do good. To stay upon istiqamah after Ramadan, remember, there is Azmina Fadila wa amkin Fadila. There are times and places that have more virtue. Ramadan has more virtue than a lot of other months, right? And Mecca has more virtue than other places in the world. And Medina has more virtue than other places in the world. you praying in the Masjid al Haram or in the say it's like you prayed how many prayers? 100,000. And praying in the Masjid Nabawi is like you prayed how much? 1,000. And praying in Masjid Al-Aqsa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala freed from the Zionists is like how much? 300. Three, 300. So there are times and places that have more reward and more virtue. So don't think that If you don't do the same exact things you were doing in Ramadan, outside of Ramadan, that you fall into hypocrisy. No. The things that we do in Ramadan, we don't do outside of Ramadan. That's the reality. We may not meet up in the masajid outside of Ramadan as we do during this month. We may not pray Qiyam al-Layl, the length and the time and so on, as we do this month. We may not have the same type of... Hype and the same type of Himma when we're in Mecca and Medina as we are as we do when we're springfield or Lord in a false church, right? any different places, different times and yani, and so on. Lakin, what can we do? Us catching isha, one raqqa in in jama'ah is better than all of the tarawih that we've prayed all month. One raqah in isha and one raqah during fajr in Jamaah is better than you staying up all night praying نوافل, and catching layl qadr and catching layat qadr but if you pray alhamdulillah and say al-qadr, alhamdulillah, it's even better so the Prophet ﷺ said relying upon his Lord in Hadith Qudsi where Allah ta'ala says there is nothing that is more beloved to me that Bani Adam gets closer to me by than what I have made wajib upon him the fara'id which is the five prayers during the day. Al Fajr, al dhuhr Al-Asr, al maghrib al isha if we can catch Fajr in Jama'a, Alhamdulillah. If we can do Jama'a in our homes, Alhamdulillah. If we can catch isha in Jama'ah in the mesh, Alhamdulillah. If we can do Jama'a we are with our friends and family members, Alhamdulillah. This is better than any of the nawafil Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, then my slave keeps getting closer to me with the nawafil, with the supererogatory prayers and the extra sadaqat and the extra fasting, Mondays and Thursdays and three times out of the month, whatever the case might be. Birrul walidayn, remember it's wajib. everyone has parents that are still alive, remember to take advantage of that. Because, and if anyone has parents that have passed away, you can still do Birrul walidayn even now. How? Give sadaqah upon their behalf, read Quran upon their behalf. يعني, anything upon their behalf, inshaAllah ta'ala, it, it will reach them and my slave will keep continuing to get closer to me with a nawaf of supererogatory deeds until i love him until we gain the love of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the best thing we can do after ramadan is to make sure we have muhafaza we preserve our five prayers we preserve yani the brothers look pretty young so no one no one has any uh, zakat you know <laughs> working full time Nah. lakin some of the say that you should do superrogatory uh, prayers as well. Why? Because they say when you fall short, what are you going to leave off? The thing that's not wajib upon you. But you're not going to leave off Isha, you're like, not going to leave off Fajr, you're not going to leave off Asr, Maghrib. You may leave off the, the extra stuff every now and then. Like, and if you only do the, what's wajib upon you, what's compulsory upon you, if you may be at your low, you may leave off one of those. You may leave off two or three. You may leave off all of them can at the very least we should preserve The things that Allah Taala has, has made Obligatory upon us And we should try to do everything that is not Obligatory upon us from the sadaqat That are extra, the prayers that are extra So at the very least if we fall short If we have a low point in our iman Once a week or whatever the case might be We do not leave off the things that are Wajib upon us because with the things that are wajib Is the things that are going to get us Into Jannah, the things that are supererogatory Are things that are going to make us fly into Jannah but at the very least we want to get into jannah to preserve your wajibat the things that are obligatory upon you from them is the five prayers and from them is being good to your parents and those who are around you and your elders from them is good to being يعني, good to your younger brothers and sisters if you are the older ones teaching them and so on and so forth it's very important brothers and sisters Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want any sharr for his ibad Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want to punish his his slaves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made Jannah easy to get into. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, just us walking to the masjid or driving to the masjid, there's deeds written for us. Us waiting for salah in the masjid, we are being written good deeds. Us walking back home from the masjid, alhamdulillah, these deeds are still being written. That's the mercy of Allah. Like in one who goes to haram, his, his bad deeds are written while he is going to haram. And his bad deeds are written while he's doing the haram, like in subhanAllah. No bad deeds are written from when he's leaving that place of haram back home. Like in the things of good, it's written when we're going to it, before we do it, while we're doing it, after we're doing good, and while we're walking back or driving back from the good. As the Hassan al-Basri rahimahullah, used to say, Khaba wa khasir May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make the one lose and not prosper. The one who his singles beats his tens. Meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wrote every good deed we do is ten, up to seven hundred, up to much more. And Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala wrote every bad deed that we do, only one. So he said, May the one who has singles outweighs his tens. Because if you do a thousand good deeds it's written as what? At least ten thousand. If you do a thousand bad deeds it's written a thousand. So on the scales on Yawm al qiyamah that ten thousand should override the thousand. Like if one is bad deeds overrides his good deeds, then what have we done in this life? What have we done in this life? Well, Subhanahu wa Taala accept from all of us.